G'day guys and welcome to part four of the seven things I wish I knew starting out series for the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode is going to be a bit more nutrition focused. If you haven't listened to the previous three days or three episodes, please go listen to them because they're probably three of the biggest keys I wish I definitely knew training years and years and years ago. Jeez. Yeah. 20 20 years ago, so I started training 34 at the moment, so 20 years ago, and obviously then being a PT, there's many things I learned. But today's episode, I actually want to talk more about nutrition, and nutrition's an interesting one because I'd say nutrition has probably changed more the the advice, the education that gets put out there than training has in the last 20 or so years, and, you know, the things I used to do for nutrition, you used to say even as a coach, just because of what I was learning, has evolved a lot for the better. So today's episode for the things I wish I knew starting out is around magic foods for fat loss. Now, I'm sure, well, I'll take that back. I'm, I hope majority of you know now who listen to me regularly and followed me for years and, and whatnot and hopefully done my programs and read the education that there's not one specific food that you have to have for fat loss, but that wasn't really the case or what we were told years and years ago. And I remember very, very well that you would associate certain foods for, Hey, I'm going to get lean on this. This is a dieting food. And then this kind of food is a building food. And you eat this, if you want to grow, if you eat this, if you want to lose body fat. And that's the way you kind of really looked at foods. There was no, hey, here's, here's these calories. Here's these macros. Here's a calorie deficit. Like I'd never even heard of a calorie deficit till probably a few years into my career as a coach, which sounds crazy. But literally when I, you know, I spent a year and a half studying to become a personal trainer, did my set three, set four. Then I had, had my diploma of fitness and then I got a, um, a certificate in um, sports nutrition as well. And there was really no talk, even in the sports nutrition um, cert I did, um, there was no real talk around the calories and macros so much. It was more about certain foods for performance and optimizing performance and what like, and so on. And, you know, certain foods to help fat loss and help muscle building. And the big thing is looking back, why I say something I wish I had have known is when I, th when I think of something, oh, I wish I had have known this. The way I look at that and the way I say that is I wish I had have known this because if I did, it would have made getting results easier, getting results more achievable. It's not just like, oh, wow, I wish I knew that. That's great to know. It's no, it would have made my life so much easier and it would have made my clients' results, um, achieving great results, easier. And from what I mean by that is, is that now we know there's no magic foods of fat loss. Which means I could have saved myself for years having foods I absolutely hated and made the dieting process just horrible. I could have also probably saved a lot of money by not eating super expensive certain things like organic foods and stuff like that, which was pushed heavily when I was starting out in, the, in my career and, and whatnot. And the thing is, right, achieving great results, a lot of it just comes down to consistency doing the right things well, you know, yes, doing, you know, training hard, training intelligently, but you need to do it for a long period of time. And obviously if you enjoy doing something, 
you're probably going to stick at it much longer. And same thing with dieting. If you enjoy eating certain foods, you're probably going to find it more easy to stick to that diet. Now, this is not saying, hey, everyone go eat McDonald's every meal of the day, but it's saying that things like you have to eat X food if you want to get lean. And so then what did you do? You got rid of certain proteins or foods you liked to have that X food to try and get lean. And all of a sudden the process just became horrible. But the thing was, is that were the calories that different? No. But did I hate what I was eating? Yes. And so it just made the process even harder to want to stick to. And I'll use an example, um, example that one of the world's best bodybuilders used to say, and this is where, again, this is a prime example of someone who has the world's best physique saying dumb stuff and that dumb stuff though gets kind of masked because well look how amazing they look and they did and what i mean by that is you know bodybuilders used to say you know to get really lean you should eat fish so eat white fish like barramundi or tilapia or whatever you have in america and stuff like that eat white fish if you want to get lean why because white fish will thin the skin so basically they're saying white fish will get you lean. It helps thin the skin. And that's why the last few weeks for a bodybuilding comp, they got rid of all their red meats and they ate white fish and white fish they felt got them leaner. Now, now that I know what I know, it just makes no logical sense, right? So why would white fish though potentially get them leaner? Because they're thinking, well, I'm getting leaner because I'm eating white fish and there's something magic in the the white fish that's getting me leaner versus that I so would often say, hey, I got rid of my red meats. You know, I always ate meat. And then at the end of the cuts, I always felt like having white fish got me leaner than eating steak and stuff like that. So it's because there's something in the white fish that gets you leaner. Now, anyone who tracks out there will hopefully know that things like red meat has protein in it. So does white fish has protein in it, but what does red meat have? Generally has more fat in it. What does white fish have? Very, very low fat. So what happens when you go from eating 200 grams or five, six ounces of red meat with say 25 grams of, oh yeah, say 20 grams of fat in it versus white fish with two grams of fat in it. Well, you've just reduced your calories by about 170, 180 or so calories just by swapping out the protein sources. You're still getting the same amount of protein, give or take, but the red meat has more fat. So by going to white meat, you've now, or white fish, you've now reduced fat intake, therefore reduced calories. So why were they getting leaner by eating white fish? Because they ate less calories. It wasn't the white fish. It was just that the white fish had less calories. But why does this matter? Are they not then correct that, well, having white fish meant that they got leaner? Well, not exactly. It's correlation versus causation. So it's not the white fish that made them lose weight. It's the fact that they ate less calories. So yes, they did use white fish, but the thing was I hated white fish, but I would eat it. And it was just the most horrible experience ever. But if I just had, say, chicken breast, which is almost the same macronutrients, which I loved, all of a sudden I could have got the exact same result from the reduction of calories and had a protein source I actually enjoyed and didn't mind cooking at the time. 
And then what would happen? I would have got the same result because I would have had the same reduction in calories, just like they would have. And this is one of those things that, you know, people go, especially bodybuilding and stuff like that. It's like, well, it's always been done this way. Well, they got lean doing this. So shut up. You should just do what they did. They look better than you. So therefore it's working. And sometimes there's a lot of relevance to, um, yeah, these people are amazing shape, but sometimes as well, what they're, the reason why they get results might not be actually as dialed in on what they're saying and it can actually be other factors. And so why were they getting lean? Well, because again, they're reducing their calories and this is the same thing with kind of when I was dieting and stuff like that, you would hear, um, you kind of get told, you know, certain foods were bulking. Like you would get told, Hey, if you want to eat brown rice, brown rice, eat that in a cut and white rice, eat that in a build. That was something I get pushed all the time. And I hated brown rice, but I eat it all the time when I was dieting because you had to have brown rice and had to save the white rice for the building phase, eat brown rice. And what would happen is I would go and take out white rice, which I enjoyed and have instead brown rice, which I did not enjoy. And so then what would happen there was I would replace something I actually really, really enjoyed with something I actually hated. But the thing is they're around the same energy um, cost. So if I had, had have had brown rice or white rice, it would have been basically the exact same calorie amount. So in the end, you swapping out was literally basically pointless. It's just now you've swapped kind of, you know, one thing for the other thing, which is the same kind of calories. And I enjoy it, uh, enjoyed less. And then again, now, just because people said, this is what you have to have to lose weight. You've gone and had it, you've enjoyed it less. And then therefore you've made the dieting process even harder. So now I've got white fish in, which I hated instead of chicken, which I liked. Then now I've replaced brown rice Sorry, I replaced white rice with now brown rice, which I also didn't like, which are all the same kind of calories. So in the end, I literally could have just kept dieting on, say, chicken and white rice, which I enjoyed. But instead, because of listening to other people, I now have white fish I hate and brown rice I hate for the exact same calorie amount. Point being, guys, is that once you start to see fat loss, what it is, the importance of, you know, calories, and you start to see foods as having calories and energy value, it makes the dieting process actually feel much more achievable because it doesn't come down to like, oh my God, it's this, this certain food I have to have. And why does this matter? Because once you start to see that fat loss doesn't always just have to be purely foods you hate, you can actually start to lose weight on foods that you enjoy within reason, then it makes the process probably going to be more achievable. And maybe here's the thing. Yes, you could have the worst foods in the world and go, you know, I'm so fucking motivated. I'm so in the zone. I'll do this. I'll eat nothing for the next six weeks. I'll eat the worst foods in the world for six weeks because I want to get results. That's all I care about. Will you lose weight? Yes. But the chances of you then being able to maintain that long-term is going to be astronomically low because you're doing everything in the world that you hate to get a result. Yes, you'll get a short-term result, but is it something that you're going to stick to long-term? Most likely not. So point is, the more that you can try and lose weight on foods that you would be enjoying, like again, we're talking about quality foods, but the more you can lose weight on foods that you enjoy and would have in a build, 
because you enjoy them as well, the more probably chance, not only are you going to get better results, but more so keep those results long-term because you actually start to diet in a manner that you can probably maintain. So the way I often talk about training is like, you know, you want to train in the same way in a build as you train in a cut. You want to get strong, you lift heavy. That's the way I look at doing a building phase with food or a cutting phase. You want to be eating primarily a lot of the same foods, but just in a build phase, you're going to eat greater volume of those foods. Whereas a cut, obviously you're, you're reducing those foods. But if you're going in a build where, you know, your foods are drastically different in a build to a cut, there's probably something not quite um, right. And you're probably making too drastic of changes. Try and think of your foods as just energy value. So if you need to eat more in a build, you have a bit more of the good foods you like. If you need to eat less for a cut, you just reduce the volume of those good foods you're having. And that's the way you start to see, you don't start to feel like, oh my God, I'm on a diet now. I've got to get rid of everything in the fridge. I've got to go shopping and change everything. The more you can not have to drastically change your lifestyle in everything, I think also makes the fat loss process more achievable and more enjoyable because it's not this massive shock to the system. It's just going, okay, cool. I've been having, say, 200 grams of rice now. Now I'm going to have 150 grams. I've been having, you know, one and a half um, tablespoons of uh, peanut butter or whatever. Um, at night to get my calories in. Now I still like my peanut butter, so I'm just going to have um, a three quarters of a tablespoon of a peanut butter. So I've reduced my fats by half there. This is the way I think people then seem to be able to go in and out of the dieting phase, in and out of build and cut phases, far more easy, easier because it's not such a drastic lifestyle shift. And the more that you can just go, all right, cool, I'm just eating a little bit less now, and I'm eating a bit more now, and in and out with the same kind of foods, the more I think the process becomes more achievable to make it have it. It's not these constant massive shifts and shocks to your body, shocks to your lifestyle where you just constantly have to make all these immense changes. It's like kind of like going, hey, we're going to go do weights and get strong for the next six months in a build. Now in a cut, we're going to do just circuit classes, F45 and cardio. And all of a sudden you have to go to a different gym. You have to do everything different and whatnot. That's not how we want to look at training, and that's probably not how we want to look at your nutrition. Try to not see foods as magic foods for building or magic foods for fat loss. Try to just see foods as what they are, foods which have energy value, they have calories, and we can then manipulate those calories to hit our current body composition goals. So guys, I hope that helps. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know if you enjoyed the podcast, share, etc. And we haven't listened to the other episodes yet of the seven things I wish I knew. Please go do it. Check them out. I think you'll really find them value valuable. Work from one upwards to today's part four. And yeah, and make sure guys, please like, follow the podcast if you haven't already. All right. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon.